Hello, and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Lundman, but most people just call me Landy. So most people are fairly proud of their country. For example, me. Whenever my students or when we are in a group talking about Elon Musk, you know, not long ago, a week or so ago, he announced he's taking over Twitter. And whenever anybody talk about Elon Musk, I'm very fast to point out that he was born in South Africa. Right. So even though he moved away when he was very young, I still claim him for South Africa. He's now an American. He probably doesn't even know where South Africa is anymore. But anyway, I quickly say he was born in South Africa. Now, today I want to share with you a few people that our foreign listeners might not know is from Taiwan. And our local listeners will just be maybe more proud if we inform everybody about these people. So listen to this. If I say the following movie titles, what do you think? So I, I'm going to list a few here, okay? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Hulk, Brokeback Mountain, Life of Pi. Now, what do you think all those have in common? The answer is they were all directed by Lee An, or as they say in the West, Ang Lee, right? So uh, some of them he also wrote and even produced. He's the kind of the the pride of Taiwan movie directing. Now, at the moment, he lives in New York, but he's definitely Taiwanese because he wasn't just born here, like Elon Musk was just born in South Africa and then left. No, he has been back. Now, he is a very, very distinguished director. He has been nominated for nine Oscars, I believe, and he has won three. He has won Best Foreign Language for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and he got the Oscar for Best Director for Brokeback Mountain and Life of Pi. And the, the nice thing about Lee An is that whenever he makes his acceptance speech, uh, remember I told you about the group who won the Grammy for design? Anyway, just like that, Lee An never tries to make trouble. He doesn't say, thank you very much to the Academy. And by the way, Taiwan is not part of China. He will not say something like that, you know. He just will say something that will kind of make peace. He will say, uh, well, thank you very much. I take this on behalf of all Chinese people in the world or something to that effect. You know, he's a very calm person. And not only did he win those three Oscars, he also have been nominated and won numerous Golden Globe and BAFTA awards. BAFTA is like the British Oscars. So Li An is a, is a big name in Taiwan. And he actually, when he did Life of Pi, it was made right here in Taiwan in a harbor there in the middle of Taiwan, in Taichung Harbor, actually, that's where he shot most of it. Okay, so that's a movie director. Now, we did talk a little bit before about sport in Taiwan, and I told you then that baseball and basketball are the two major sports here, right? Locally, not that great. Many young people who love basketball will much rather watch NBA from America than watch the local league, and same with baseball although the local baseball has some support. Now, a player called Wang Chenming, or as they call it in America, Chenming Wang, you know how they do it, they, they put the surname at the end, right? So he went to America when he was fairly young. First, he joined the Yankees as a young prospect, and he came up through the minor leagues, and then he, he made his debut, the professional league debut in 2005. And he's a pitcher, you know, for our listeners in England, <laughs> that's like a bowler in cricket, okay? He throws the ball. And he had two magnificent seasons where he, he won 19 games. And anybody who knows about baseball will know that is a very, very good record to win 19 games. 
And he was like a national hero because the Yankees is probably the best known team in America. Now, my friend Lee, who supports the Baltimore Orioles, he will probably uh, die seven deaths when he hears this. But abroad in other countries, uh, the New York Yankees are very well known. Another thing that, that non-baseball people might not know is that the pitcher doesn't always have to bat. There are two leagues in America. In the one league, the pitcher has to bat. In the other one, he doesn't have to bat. Except if he... Now, when they play interleague games and they play at the other team's home field, then the pitcher has to bat. Unbelievably, can you believe the bad luck one Jamie had? Because he's now the hero here. They show every single Yankees game on TV. Uh, they repeat it if he was the pitcher for the day. So he goes to a, another club and he actually gets a hit. So he gets to first base. Now, pitchers, because they don't bat that often, they don't really practice running around the bases, right? So the guy behind him also hits the ball and he has to run around the bases. And he hurts his, it's his leg or his foot. He hurts something, his ankle or something. And, you know, he never recovered from that. He was never the player he was before he had that injury. He was not even supposed to run the bases. You know, he was supposed to be just a pitcher. But he got injured and he was, after that, never effective again. He changed teams. He changed to quite a few teams. He was a shadow of his former self. Very, very unlucky, that injury. At the moment, he's back in Taiwan. He's the pitching coach of the CTBC brothers. It's one of the local teams. So at least he's still involved. But I feel very sorry for him. He, he was a very nice person, very calm person. And that injury kind of took his career away. Although he, he still played for three or four other teams in America, but he was not a factor. So uh, there were other baseball players, Chen Wei-in, Guo Hongche. They're all great pitchers. They were actually both pitchers. And at the moment, I believe there's a young guy playing for the Cleveland Guardians, also a ta young Taiwanese guy. But when you ask people in Taiwan, do you know any player who has played American baseball? All of them will say Wang Chenming. So he was the first and the biggest one. Very unlucky. Since we are with sport, let's stay with sport for a moment. And I want to talk a little about another person who dominated the sport, and that was Yani Cheng. She was a female golfer. Between 2011 and like the beginning of 2013, she was for 109 weeks. She was ranked the number one lady golfer in the world. And she was the youngest men or woman, man or woman, who won five majors, the youngest in years. So she was absolutely dominant. But then in 2013, for some reason, up to this day, nobody's really sure, her game took a downturn and she didn't win another tournament. I believe the last one she won was March 2012, was the last tournament she won. There was no report of any injuries. Maybe she just felt she had her time. She practiced day and night for, for like two, three, four, five, ten years. And now she's going to enjoy life. Who knows? She still, sometimes you'll still see her play, but I think she now just uh, relaxing and enjoying the millions she has made, right? Who wouldn't? And of course, there are so many young players coming up now, especially from South Korea and other Asian countries that it, somebody like Yanni will not be able to make a comeback. Okay, and we're going to stay with sports a little bit more. In 2011 and 2012, interesting things happened. A young basketball player, now you can imagine... Asian basketball players don't make a big impact on the American, the, what they call the NBA, because 
the NBA are giants, right? So Asian people are not that big. But a young man called Jeremy Lin, he wasn't actually born here. He was born in, in America, but his parents are from Taiwan. So just like I claim Elon Musk for South Africa, they claimed Jeremy Lin. He was never a big factor, but in the 2011-2012 season, he played for the New York Knicks, which is a quite famous team in America. And for some reason, he played unbelievably. He um, lifted them up and he started a movement called Lean Sanity because it was Jeremy Lin. He was Lean Sanity. People walked around the t-shirt saying Lean Sanity. He couldn't do a thing wrong. Unfortunately, after that one season, he could never repeat that. Uh, but people to this day, I still see people walking around with t-shirts saying Lean Sanity. He did win an NBA championship with the 2019 Raptors, but he was already just a substitute player. Uh, didn't play too much, but at least he got the champion. But that is a very interesting time when he couldn't do a thing wrong. It was towards the end of the season and he was just, he was just unbelievable. So Lin Sanity, I remember it clearly, took over Taiwan and uh, he came here a few times to coach. And he's a very nice young man, very religious. Funny thing though, he's, his Chinese is not that good because he was born, actually his Taiwanese is better than his Chinese, but a very nice young guy. At the moment he plays in the mainland China, in China. He plays in the Chinese league in China, professional league over there. Okay, how about somebody slightly different? I want to also brag and show off a little bit about a designer we have, which is from Taiwan, now based in New York, Jason Wu. He was born in Taiwan, grew up in Canada, but now based in New York. And he's a clothes designer and his main claim to fame is that he has designed numerous dresses for Michelle Obama, including the dress she wore at the first and second inauguration of Barack Obama when he was inaugurated as, as president. She wore dresses designed by Jason Hu. So he is also a very famous name in Taiwan. Maybe not as a household name as maybe a sports star, but a designer of a world-class designer anyway, but now based in America. But I want to tell you about three Taiwanese who are still based in Taiwan. The one is Tai Chi In. She's a badminton player. Those of you who watched the Olympics from Tokyo last year, she won the silver medal in badminton and she has been the world number one for many, many months. She's also a, a household name here in Taiwan. Whenever she makes many commercials, she is an excellent player, a very nice person as well. And she holds the, the ranking of the world's best female badminton player. So we are also very proud of her. Finally, two people that our foreign listeners might not know so well, people who are actually living in Taiwan. The one is Terry Guo. Now, Terry Guo is the CEO and founder of Foxconn. And uh, if you don't know Foxconn, you'll go, now, what is that? Of course, he's a businessman, billionaire. Foxconn is a, a company who assembles and also manufactures technological products, but the main thing they do at their huge, huge plant in China is they assemble iPhones. They are the main iPhone, not manufacturer, but assemble. You know, like I said, when we talked about, uh, I think we talked about Taiwan agriculture or something, many, um, like for example, iPhone. iPhone doesn't have a factory. They design things and then they ask a factory to put it together for them. And that's what Terry Guo's Foxconn 
that's what they do. He has the 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 plant is so massive. It's like a little town there. People live there. People play there. People work there. And here they assemble. So if if there was no Terry Gore, we don't know if we would we have an iPhone. <laughs> we might not. Maybe somebody else would have done it. But in Taiwan, he's a, he's a big name. And actually, a few years ago, he tried to run in the presidential election, a little bit like Trump, a businessman turned politician. But he lost out in the race for the opposition party's nominee. So he, who knows what he will do in the future? But he's a, an excellent businessman, and he's just he's just expanding. He's opening plants in America, in other Asian countries. And even and he has bought, he has bought a Japanese company. He is just so rich that he is just taking over things left, right, and center. Another man like that, similar, is Morris Chung. And if you're not into technology, you might not know this, but uh, he's the CEO of TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Company, the biggest semiconductor manufacturer in the world. Companies from all over the world asked TSMC. To make semiconductors for him, and and they're making them smaller and smaller and smaller. A semiconductor is something that goes into the the, the workings of phones and computers and things like that. Then they become smaller and smaller. They actually print them on a sheet. It looks like a sheet of paper. That's how small some of them are. With, but of course, with uh, enormous capacities and uh, and things they can do. And he's the he's the boss of TSMC, also expanding, also going to open a plant abroad. And、uh, expanding all over Taiwan, and still lives here. And before we finish, let me just tell you about Terry Guo and Morris Chung. In the beginning, when when the pandemic just started getting its foothold in Taiwan, after the one year we had no cases, the next year when things start getting a little bad and people wanted to get vaccines, it was very hard for the Taiwan government to actually buy vaccines because China was blocking Taiwan everywhere. So. Terry Guo and Morris Chang are so rich and powerful that they actually went out and they made deals with vaccine providers and they bought millions of vaccines and donated it to the Taiwan people. So that's another something that these two businessmen did for Taiwan. So those are a few of the Taiwan people that we are very proud of that they come from Taiwan. They might not live here anymore, but they are from here and they sometimes come back to visit their hometowns. All right. That's what we wanted to share with you today. That's also the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, goodbye.